Can you just say like, hi, I'm Steven, something like that? Hello, I'm Steven. I'm, I don't know, what else would I say? I don't know. That's good. Okay, awesome. three older brothers. They're five, seven, and nine years older than me. People sometimes think that means I grew up with like personal bodyguards, but what it really means is that I grew up with chaos. Four siblings is really enough for a Hunger Games kind of mentality, and I was not given a pass. I think it's fair to say that my childhood was largely recorded in the lists of grievances I was always making for my parents. They didn't help. I recently called my youngest brother, Stephen, to talk about the rules which thinly separated us from total anarchy, at least from my five-year-old perspective. Here's how he explained it. Yes, we had two big ones. We had unauthorized touching, which was if somebody called unauthorized touching, there was to be no touching of the person, the, the caller of the unauthorized touching and then there was get out of my room i don't believe i don't know if there was like a if there was a formal sort of legal jargon for this one um but it was just like you have to get out of my room and then you just start counting down from whatever arbitrary number you felt like picking and they had to get out of your room by that point and if it didn't happen then you initiated dialogue with the parents and then there was arbitration and then usually some sort of monetary compensation, pretty small, and that was it. Unauthorized touching and get out of my room. The holy constitution of rules. By the time these were called, it was usually too late to stop the tears or stop the bleeding, but the rules provided a basis for invoking the formal judiciary, our parents. Only our parents had the power to impose maximum sentencing. One dollar. financial risk felt enormously burdensome to me yeah i remember that the ones that stick out in my mind the most are the ones involving picking out um extremely granular like combinations of change to actually add up to a dollar so like this is the time when like oh i owed i owe julia a dollar so i'm gonna go in my change drawer and i'm gonna like get all of my pennies and see what that add, adds up to yeah that, and then that's see, what they like, were for how i can make them yeah, how I can make the most inconvenient dollar combination I can possibly make at this point in time. And if, I mean, obviously, when you're when you're small, um, these things, you know, you're not taking costs and benefits into account, as in like what the actual utility of me, you know, punching Julia in the arm versus like what's it going to cost me. It's more like I'm losing something, and I don't want to be losing something, and that's that's painful. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think at some level there was a sort of 
rational cost-benefit analysis and the benefits were just very high. That's true. The benefits were extraordinary. It was very, it was very cathartic. <laughs> Do you remember any of the things that caused a lot of fights? Like, do you ever remember what we were fighting over? Um, I mean, honestly, it was just escalation. You know, somebody wronged somebody, and then there were words exchanged, and then there were more words exchanged, and pretty soon, like, the scale of the catastrophe seemed to far outweigh whatever initially sort of set it off, but I feel like that's pretty human, right? But, Mm -hmm. like, when you're, obviously, when you're a kid, it's like, you know, things get blown way out of proportion very quickly. But they really felt like big problems, you know? Well, they felt, yeah. I mean, in the context of the life of a of a 5 to 13-year-old, those are large problems. Yeah. Some you've been wronged and there needs to be there needs to be retribution. think that there were sort of fluid series of alliances that would form and break oh no they were they weren't they weren't actually fluid they were highly dogmatic we had a whole codified system when we were when we were younger we would develop uh friendships that we would formally codify like with sort of with certificates surrounding certain topics so like we would go skiing and on this particular vacation peter and i would be ski buddies um, and we would actually have like a like a piece of paper, um, and Alex wasn't a ski buddy for this for this vacation, so he was out. Um, and yeah, but so no, no, it wasn't. It definitely was not. It was fluid in the sense that the, the relationships were constantly changing, you know, sort of just like classic European history. But um, but like it was definitely like formally there were there were definitely formal alliances happening. I would but, say it's nice in the sense that conflicts could be resolved almost instantaneously like friendships could be reformed <laughs> that was certainly that was sort of i don't know if that again but like, you don't know if it was just like our family was highly idiosyncratic but it was like yeah we definitely had um a uh, sort of very bipolar relationship among siblings where it was like we could instantly forget about an entire week-long or several week-long series of conflicts and become very good friends especially if it was if it was politically advantageous <laughs> yeah in the end there was always the power of unauthorized touching there was and yes. get out of my room <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that I, I have a feeling that like that the parents um really realized the monster they were creating when they when they implemented this rule and how badly it would be abused um particularly in the context of, like, I'm going to punch you and then I'm going to call an authorized touching, and then if you say that I hit you first, I'm just going to lie. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that certainly, that certainly happened. That still happens, by the way. But unauthorized touching just doesn't seem to work its magic anymore. I don't know. Maybe it just seemed like a bigger deal when we were little. <laughs>